Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 48 of another shitty podcast, Quarantine Edition. I'm Trent Bruce. Nick Grace will be joining us here soon. We go live every week on Instagram Live. Uh, for times and days, follow us at, at Trent Bruce, at Sleepy Nikki G, or at Another Shitty Pod. We post all the times there. Um, if you don't catch us there live on Instagram, you can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are held Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, etc. But guys, let's get into it. We took a week off, so we got a lot to talk about. Thanks for joining, and let's get shitty. Want some whiskey in your water? Sugar in your tea? What's all this crazy question they're asking me? This is the craziest party that could ever be. Don't turn on lights, because I don't want to see. Mama told me that's come. There he is. Good morning, Trent Bruce. Happy episode 48 to you, the double Kobe edition of the quarantine. Do you know any 48s off the top of your head? No, I would, ha- I would have to look that one up too. Also known as the Tom Glavin plus one episode. <laughs> Deep cuts here from Dr. Baseball. Hey, everybody. Um... Like Trent said, this is episode 48 of the Quarantine Edition. We've been doing this for 48 weeks. We've been doing this for more than 48 weeks. What's um, up, Sarah? It has been, it has been a, a thing. We took last week off. We are both fairly busy. We got crazy. Sometimes things get crazy and we're like, Nick and I both agree. It's like, we want this to be fun. This is a, a fun part of our week. And there's some weeks, I think, where we kind of just like, oh, we got to do it. And then it's not fun. And that's probably not fun for you guys. You know, either we're cramming it in or we're too busy and it's forced or rushed. So uh, today we're both uh, geared up, ready to go, and excited excited to be here with y'all. Yes. Yes. Um, what, are the, what, are the, what are the improv people say? Yes, and... And then you have to, you have to present something. It's time for What's Up With Your Week. Already? Whoa, look at you. What's, what's up with, with your week? What's, what's up, up with, with your week? week? What's up with, with your week? What's going on with your week? <laughs> we take one week off and we're rusty as hell. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Mr. Trent Bruce, we have two weeks, I guess, to go over. Why don't you kick us off with what's going oh, on in your week? Especially because my mom's not on. So if we do me first, she'll be she'll be upset. And the last thing we need is an upset mom. Not on yeah. Mother's Day weekend. No. No. Um my mother texted me, uh, she can't make it today. Um <gasps> Yeah. What's up, Molly? Uh, because at my mom's work, they all started, uh, going back into the office. Mm-hmm. So my mom can't just, you know, chill, work from home. And then also, you know, watch another shitty podcast. She's got to 
She's got to be in worker mode. I tell you what, if mom was a millennial, she would know exactly what to do. We've got all the fucking tricks. Wow. <laughs> where we put it, we like, if you press the space bar, the screen goes black or like it goes to some fake charts or something. Fake charts. We used to it's always do that. Blank, it's just a blank Excel sheet. Yeah. It was, we used to always do for, we, it was how we would watch the NCAA tournament on our internship. Just oh be watching God. the tournament and the boss walks by, you press the space bar and suddenly charts. Charts. <laughs> suddenly charts. Suddenly charts. Suddenly charts. <laughs> I like to take like obscure shit or like goofy shit like that and then put it to like a Amigos cadence. Suddenly charts. Suddenly charts. XL, 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 XL. XL, XL, XL. Microsoft Word. <laughs> Microsoft Word. Outdated word processor. <laughs> oh. Hey, Bill Gates. Oh, we got to talk about that. Divorced. <laughs> we got. Hey, let's lead off with that. I'm, dude. I'm loving. Uh, I'm loving all the memes with it, man. It's hilarious. Um, I don't feel bad for either of them. I think they said he's the third or fourth richest person in the entire world. Mm-hmm. I think it's something like 130, 140 billion dollars. Like, they're fine. <laughs> like with the, I read an article talking about like all the money that they do with the their joint foundation, mm-hmm. and like someone has fifty billion dollars to give out to people through their foundation. I'm like, if they have fifty billion just for their foundation, I'm like, they're fine. He's got yeah. his own private island. He's fine. <laughs> they're fine. Apparently, there was never a prenup agreement, so there's about to be a whole bunch of lawyering going on, and. If Melinda Gates has a Instagram, I'm about to slide in those DMs. Shoot my I shot. Know. <laughs> you know, it's just everyone it's in like, the world. Yeah, it's like playing the lottery. You might as well. Yeah. The lottery is so large at this point. Ah, you might as well get a ticket. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you'll get picked. Man, I, you know, it would be nice to to have enough income, enough money to not worry about like check to check or whatever. Or to own a home or something, but man, I would not want that kind of money. That's that makes me uncomfortable. Too much money, dude. That what, what do you do with it? You still give away billions and billions, and you're still the third, fourth richest person. You do Pablo Escobar shit, and you use it as firewood. But you just throw it in the fire to stay warm. <laughs> What's up, Molly? Um, well, dude, yeah, we have two weeks to catch up on. Um, damn, Nick, I didn't really put anything from I'm trying to think what I did last week. Um, this is a random question for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when do we stop calling it the quarantine edition? Because people are getting vaccinated, people are going out, but we're still doing this this way. That's a really good question. Maybe This is 48. Maybe we cap it at 50 or 52, a full year. Just be year done with it. And then what? Not we, done with it, but like and then you know, it's, do this in person. <laughs> we have guests back. We're all licking each other. Yes, um, that's how we used to do it. Remember? Yeah. Before COVID, licking. Oh, nice to meet you. Lick. There Wasn't was, a handshake in the contract. It was. It was. The, they would put it in. It's a weird thing. All of our guests would insist that we lick them. <laughs> it, we suggest. You know, we had suggested forms of greetings. 
And uh, they always picked Lick. It was weird. Um, no. Uh, I always think of Lickitung, the Pokemon. The giant tongue. Mm. Shout out Pokemon. Shout out Lickitung. Uh, dude, <clears throat> you know, like I said early on, you know, last week got a little crazy. Took a little siesta, which is fine, which is good. Um, but dude, it's good, good to be back. We, you and I hung out last night. Um, had a had a stogie. Uh, I think, man, it's been now, Nick. It's been a year. Uh, I I trace our interest in cigars back to the goat in the Last Dance. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> you know, seeing Michael Jordan's yellow eyes, I'm like, I need a cigar. <laughs> We started getting, I've always been into it, but it was more like a special occasion, like a wedding, bachelor party kind of deal, mm-hmm. birthday party. But man, I've smoked more cigars in the past year than I have ever in my entire life combined, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably not the healthy choice at all, but they are fun. And uh, something that we both realized last night, I prefer, um, I don't need the big like boss like guitar, or sorry, guitar cartoon-esque size cigars like the just give me like a a medium or regular size cigar and also it price does kind of matter when it comes to it you know if, if you're buying a cigar what's up quincy that's like you know six to eight bucks and it's you know a big stinking cigar uh it's probably like that one i had last night i did not enjoy that yeah it was not um I think we've gotten spoiled with the kind of the wheelhouse that we found. And also, um, the V cut just has so many, such a good selection. Um, yeah. I bought some down in San Diego and it was just, it just wasn't that good. It tasted like there was just a lot of air in it. I'm like, cool. It was bigger and you smoke it for longer. But I'm like, this feels like a waste of money and time. And yeah. It didn't really taste good. So I think, I think I've graduated from, you know, like, something light or mild to like, I need a medium at least. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat with you. Shout out V cut. They're the, they are the best. And I think safe to say Tatuai is probably our favorite brand so far still, but yeah, for tattoo long and long and skinny cigars. Those are, those are the best ones because it seems like it doesn't have any air getting through or as much. Or, and maybe it's like a tighter smoke or you pull it better or something, but man, these, I don't know. It just, it wasn't that good. And it kind of, that was a bummer. But it was great to see you. Great to catch up. Um, we got some more people on. Uh, I took, got a haircut, as you can see. But I took the beard way down. It's like, just my face now. It's crazy. Haven't done this in probably six to eight years. I don't know. Like, I can see, like, feel my skin, you know? Excuse me. Uh, my mustache isn't like going crazy. It was like flipping out, almost like Yosemite Sam. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I was just uh, I was at the point. I was like, dude, time for a change. You know, I've been telling you. Uh, I'm like, I'm just gonna shave the whole thing off. Like, screw it. Uh, I'm a wild but I went man. to I went to my barber and uh, decided to uh, to take it down. And uh, yeah, wow, this is what you really look like. <laughs> my real face folks um the more uh 
no more fake beard. I got this is the real deal Holyfield. What's up, Jolie? Um, but yeah, man, it feels good. It feels clean. It's still, I, I keep doing this thinking like I have a beard. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Kathy. And uh, I am visiting, what's up, Hobby? I am visiting my family next week. That's a good transition too. Uh, and part of it was, part of it was like COVID, you know, needing to get rid of the beard and trimming it, you know, trimming it down and being clean. But also, if I'm being honest, part of it was uh, seeing my family and, and I, my mom prefers like i've had a crazy beard for years and years and years i'm like you know what i'm gonna go visit the family i'll look uh i'll look clean clean cut here a little cleaned up for um so yeah (laughs) getting in ring shape that's the next move yeah so i got that i got the hair and the beard down now i just need to get swole yeah dude but by Um, going from long beard to short beard you've officially gone from heel to baby face right Baby face. Hey, look at you, Nick. Hey, look at you. I'm learning. Wrestling stuff. I would say the only guy who could swap back and forth with that was Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan had like a billy goat beard for the longest time. You know, crazy He when he was heel, but also when he was baby face. But that's pretty much the only one. You're right, like. Uh, no, Trent's a heel. <laughs> yeah. Heels are more fun, man. Uh, you know, get to be a bad guy. That's more fun. But, uh, yeah, man, cleaned it up. Feels great. Um, it was crazy because I had been going to St. Barber, Aria at uh, Victory Barbershop in Glendale. Been going to him for years. And, and also the other barber knows me, too. And they were both just like, the whole time, they're like, Whoa. Like, this is crazy. I can't believe this happened. Because anytime I'm there, Aria tries to convince me, hey, take it down. Not like this short, but like, take it down a little bit. Take it down a little bit. It's going to look good. Trust me. I'm like, no. You know, sit, you know, hold on to that beard. And finally, I went in. I was like, bro, it's time. Cut this short. Cut this way down. And the whole time, he's like, dude, this is nuts. And, uh, you know, I was turned around in the chair. It wasn't until the end. I was like, oh, man, that's my face. <laughs> uh but it feels clean, man. Um, what about baby faces that have heel appeal? Um, oh, that's a great question. Um, I guess the Miz would be that. Like, the Miz is classically, or he's great as a bad guy, but he can also be like, he can be over and popular as a baby face, but he can be a douchebag the whole time. I don't know if that's what he's saying. Um,. Stone Cold was a baby face, but he was a he was uh, an antihero, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, all of the, oh, Rock, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a shit. Rock was a shit talker. Rock uh, came in as Rocky Maivia, and he was wearing this bright colors and like Samoan traditional garb, and had like crazy uh, curly hair, and was like smiling, and everyone booed the hell out of him. Uh, and then he joined the Nation of Domination. And uh, fully went into the heel mode, and then he branched out, and they just found out they let him go on the mic, and he was, like, the best shit talker. And then people were like, this guy's awesome. So that's a great example. Look at you and uh, Quincy with the wrestling knowledge this morning. What's Quincy, up, Quincy knows a lot about wrestling. He, he does. He grew up on that shit. We, we need to hang out more, man. We're always, like, we see each other probably, like, once or twice a year, like, at your birthday and maybe at something else. But we, I should hit up. I don't want to take away your thunder. We can talk about this later. But um, 
I gotta join you on a round of golf sometime. That's That'd what I was gonna say. It'd be a perfect opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So I may need to hit up Steph just joined. I need, I need to hit up her cousin, see if he sold his clubs yet. Her cousin AJ offered he's got a, a set of uh Callaway irons that I would they look brand new, so I should I, I should take them up on it. Um anywho, all over the place. <laughs> uh did cigars, trimmed the beard. Um, we did Scary Movie Mondays. I haven't been to one in like, probably like, damn near two months. Um, mm-hmm. It's a group T-Hum of like, uh, yeah, T-Hum, Stu's in there, Ansem's in there, a couple other friends. I don't What's think up, Sid? But uh, Jenny joins, Elizabeth, Jared. Anyways, uh, this week was the original 1978 Piranha. And so it's a awful, awful shittily made try to be rip off water like horror like jaws kind of thing but it's piranhas <laughs> uh but i felt bad um they were going off like the popularity of of like that genre does that mean that and the piranha uh, that came out like 10 years ago is a remake there's a lot of remakes of that franchise oh yeah. no shit yeah i didn't know that either uh i, I felt bad because i fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. I was like, guys, I gotta go. I'm falling asleep because uh, I had a couple drinks and then a, a little mint action. And I was like, in you know, horizontal. That's a combo. That's a that's the holy trinity of of me knocking out. You know, a beverage, a mint, and then horizontal. That's you know, you got about ten minutes. <laughs> I should know better by now. What's up, Solly? What's up, Seth? Um, but yeah, man, it, it was pretty funny. Uh, the dialogue was so awful. Um, that'd be a fun, like, that'd be a fun one to throw on the background or uh, check out if you're ever in like a summer. Uh, oh, a mint, yeah, Quincy. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I ain't talking peppermint. Um, what else? We talked about this a little bit, Nicholas. <clears throat> uh, I am going home next Tuesday. I'm flying home. Very excited. Uh, my family's fully vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Um, pretty sure everyone that I'm interacting with is also fully vaccinated, which is great. Uh, with my new job, I'm allowed that, um, you know, uh, type of benefit of I can work remote. So yeah. I'm going to be still working um, with my uh, day job. And then actually with my virtual beer tastings, I told you this last night, I do virtual beer tastings part-time for Common Space Brewery out of Hawthorne, California. So if you guys are ever interested, hit them up on their website, request me as a host. I'm plugging myself right now. Uh, If you work for like, a lot of it's like big, like corporate Joe Schmo, they need like a social event. Uh, It's a lot of fun, but I'm doing a few while I'm home visiting the folks and Common Space is so awesome. They shipped a box of beer to my parents' house so I can have the beer to, like, you know, do the tasting. <laughs> I'm like, I can explain the beer without having it. Like, no, it looks better if you have it. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm, you've worked in a couple breweries at this point, and I'm glad that finally Several, one yeah. That is, yeah, that, that treats their employees well. It... It, it's a good it's a good spot to work for. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. They're they're awesome, man. They're a lot of fun and uh 
actually will be checking out um, tomorrow. I'm going to Paperback Brewing uh, in Glendale, which Andrew Stewart's uh, friend and former co-worker actually started that spot. And they're kind of taking off too. So I'm going to be hitting it up tomorrow afternoon. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, going home. I'm actually going to two Cardinals games, which I'm very excited about. That's going to be a lot of fun. Because um, you have to have a pod, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going uh, going to family with that. And then um, I'm actually splitting up some time. I'll be seeing... Um, some friends in Indiana. So that's exciting too. I'll be staying with Cameron and Hannah for a couple days yeah. uh, and seeing their kid. Um, and again, fully vaccinated. So I, you know, you guys know I've been pretty particular about that and I'm dude, I'm, I'm ready, man. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun and um, yeah, I'll be gone. I'll be out of town for two weeks. So um, flying this time, needed. not driving. I know. I can't believe I, yeah, I drove twice this past year to Missouri, which is crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, flying, man. That's going to be a trip. You know, I might have to do the Nick Grace thing, do the double mask, try not to pass out. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's it's time. I'm ready. Um, speaking of Cardinals, uh, some baseball news. Albert Pujols got let go from the Anaheim Angels yesterday, which... You know his career was not what it was, and uh, he's he's towards you know he's definitely at the end of his career there. But man, it was a trip. That was you know someone that the Cardinals um, brought through their system, and he was great. You know, won a bunch of Gold Gloves, uh, home run titles. He's number five on all time home run list, just behind A Rod and Babe Ruth. Um, yeah, pretty nuts all time. Um, I wanted him to pass A Rod so bad. I can't stand A Rod. <laughs> He's just kind of a douchebag. Eagles <laughs> never got so. popped for steroids, right? Um, I don't believe so. I mean, he's he's kind of a big guy, you know, um, muscle wise. So he he may have. I'm not sure. Um, but no, he he. I don't think he's ever had any of those type of deals. Yeah. Um. One of, yeah, the things, man. Um, one of the things you guys were ahead. talking about yesterday is that he may be 42 or he may be 45. Nobody knows how old he is, which is... Yeah. Can't say for that about many people. That, yeah. <laughs> for some players, especially around that time, coming from like the Dominican Republic and like Cuba and that, and you know, those type of spots, um, you know, some baseball players, you know, flub their numbers a little bit in terms of age. Um, it's pretty well known within the league. Um, yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. You think they would be, be a little more tight on that, but yeah, I think, I think the rumor is he's, he's a little, a few years older than what he says he is. So, um, what else? Um, Stephanie and I went to this new spot in my neighborhood. I don't know if I told you this, Nick called party beer co. Um, it's a small brewery and they have like a food, their own food truck. It's a vegan food. I didn't eat any of the food. Um, okay. looked bo- it looked bomb. Um, yeah, it was fun, man. It's it's in our neighborhood. It's down um, only about like a eight ten minute drive down Jefferson and La Brea. Uh, but yeah, like a cool vibe. Kazer told me about it. Um, checked it out, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think the beer 
there's a couple beers that could be better. Um, but their Pilsner was nice. The IPA was nice. They did a um, sponsorship with LAFC. So their IPA is called the LA, LAFC IPA. Um, and apparently I was asking the waitress. She's like, we've been blowing up since that sponsorship was announced. Mm. Um, have you been to one of their games yet? Have we talked been, about this? I've been to multiple LAFC games. Okay. Dude, I've only been to one. I would love to go again. Um, it's awesome. Um, Quincy and I were about to get season tickets. Um, this year, oh, yes. I was planning on getting season tickets, but that was before okay. COVID. So last year, I had tickets for an April game that yeah. got canceled and yeah. never got refunded for it, which is a little bit of a bummer. Oh, no. But the, you got to hit the, them up. I do. I do need to hit them up. But the plan was once I could swing it to be a, a season ticket holder for LAFC, be a real fan. Be a real that would fan be awesome, man. I used to think that season ticket holders, I used to think it was like a crazy amount of money. And sure, if you're like sitting really close or courtside, yeah, it's going to be thousands and thousands of dollars. But you can buy affordable season tickets and there's... Um, you know, because you are a season ticket holder, there are special things that come with that. You know, merch opportunities or, um, uh, you know, they give it to you at a discount. You know, if you just buy single games, that's how they kind of loop you in is they, uh, uh, they, they sell it at a discounted rate if you buy, you know, like a package of games. Yeah. Uh, if you guys end up doing that, I would be interested too because we could do the thing of like a group of us could buy in and then... You know, this week you and so and so go. You know, you and Quincy, or you and me, or and we can mix it up that way. I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested in that. I mm. actually had that thought too. Hmm. Anywho, what else? Oh, that party beer co—that's cool. They are the same folks that started Block Party. Have you ever heard of Block Party? That bar. It's yeah. like a tangent off of that group. Um, that's on the east side. Um, what else? Um, Oh, hung out with Kazra for his birthday last week at Kenneth Hahn. That was fun. Haven't seen that guy in a year. Good guy. Um, just had beers and hung out. Um, ended up meeting with an old... So my uh, one of my friends from college, right? He only went his freshman year and my sophomore year. His name's Curtis Emery. Uh, great dude. We've stayed in touch over the years. His youngest brother lives here now with his wife. But his middle brother drove from Massachusetts uh, with his girlfriend, but now fiance. He proposed to her out here. They did a giant road trip because they got vaccinated. And like they're like, we haven't really been outside of New England. And we're like, screw it, let's go see the whole country. And they hit up some parks. They went to like Yellowstone and stayed out here for a couple days. But I met up with them. We met at uh, Firestone, and I saw Thomas. The last time I saw Thomas was when I was in school and. He was in high school at the time. <laughs> so he's like a grown man. Uh, that was awesome, dude. Um, great guys. I wish, you know, obviously Curtis could have been here. He was still back on the, the East Coast. But, dude, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then last, sorry, I have so much to catch up on. Uh, Steph and I went to Taylor and Patricia's. We did we did a make-your-own pizza night. That was a lot of fun. Um so like rolled out the dough and had all these different toppings and made a few different pizzas. Uh, and then Patricia made this bomb pasta with uh, clams. It was incredible. Oh my god. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. they're great people. Um, it, was, it was fun to hang out with them. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got, Nicholas. That was long winded. That was like a cool. whole podcast. So, <laughs> so that was that was thirty minutes. Um, so what's going on in my week was the Oscars <laughs> was really fun. Um, it was it was not as good of an Oscars as I think a lot of people were anticipating. It's COVID nineteen, so shit had to get changed around. It didn't end very well because the producers pretty much expected Chadwick Boseman to win Best Actor posthumously and have a moment but it went to anthony hopkins who wasn't even there and it was just a picture of him and then they just ended it and it was a really kind of abrupt end to the show riz ahmed did not win best actor so i we have to riot those are the rules he should have (laughs) won that was pretty frustrating that was the only thing that i that i didn't like about the show to be honest i really loved the aesthetic of it all they did it down in union station in los angeles and they made it look pretty cool glenn close twerked and that was hilarious and <laughs> and um there was a really good speech that was that was done by tyler perry so it was it was it was, an, it was an all right it was all right it would have yeah. been better if riz if riz had won but it was all right speaking of movies I watched Mortal Kombat last week. Oh, man. That, I need to watch still. Okay. Then I, maybe I shouldn't get into this, but... No, feel free. It's definitely... Because people have seem to have less to do with their lives now. If you got two hours free, watch it. And, and yeah, I don't want to give anything away now because you haven't seen it. Mortal Kombat. More fun? More fun than King Kong and Godzilla? No, 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 no. Okay. No, but <laughs> that I, movie I'd was so fun. Sim- <laughs> I, I would put it in a similar category of like, um, that type of like, that and like Fast and Furious. Like, I'm just gonna have a couple beers, maybe a joint, and then just, <laughs> just yeah. sink back and like enjoy the ridiculous CGI. Yeah, it's a it's a blockbuster. It's a summer blockbuster, but it's not as yeah. good as. King Kong Godzilla that movie was really really fun really fun I did just by switching gears here I, I bought the icon pass for snowboarding so that's right last year I made a promise with myself that I would snowboard 10 times next winter and this is really going to help with that so basically what the icon pass does is it gets you into I think it's 45 or 45 ish different resorts for for free quote unquote but it was a $750 drop. You just drop that initially. But for those who don't snowboard, or for those who do snowboard, I guess, they know that it, it costs fucking like $150 sometimes just to go one time. So really, you go four times, five times, you've paid for it. And I plan on going 10 or more. So I'll be able to go wow. to yeah. Big Bear is one of the ones that I'm allowed to go to. Mammoth is another one I'm allowed to go to. Those are California ones. There's some Colorado ones I'm allowed to go to. Boyne Mountain in Michigan, I'm allowed to go to that. There's certain blackout dates I can't go on, like the 26th of December through, I think, the 1st or something. I can't go because they want, um, what's it called? Tourists and vacations and people... To go in, which is like sure. fine with me. I'll take those days off. I don't want to be on the mountain when it's super crowded anyway with a whole bunch of Gerald's. Yeah. So it's 
it's cool <laughs> with me. But I but through like asking people if I should get the pass or not, I found out that an old college friend of mine, Matt Calvano, was a part of the team that came up with the Icon Pass in the first place, which is kind of interesting Whoa, and wild. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty pretty neat. Um, I don't know exactly what he had to do with it, but the fact that he was on the team and it was somehow in some sort of way, he, it was either his idea or like a part of something he worked on is that's cool. Um, last week, yeah, last week I went to private comedy show with the one and only one and only Quincy O'Neill. Um, we were invited by Jeff Ross, the comedian, and it was so fucking funny. We... I'm Almost did so fun. go. It was it was really fun. It was really really fun. But we almost didn't make it because Jeff texted us the wrong address. Jeff said <laughs> he, he said it's at eighteen. He said it's at one eight one six Whitley in in Hollywood. So Quincy and I go, and and one eight one six was like an apartment complex. And so we're like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe it's like a secret show. Jeff had said it was kind of like a secret show. So I was like, maybe it's a secret show somewhere like on top of the apartment complex. Because I remember you're you're producing a comedy show soon that's on top of yeah. the apartment complex. So Jim, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so that was one thing that went through my mind is like, oh, maybe that's just what this is. But we didn't see anybody going in or out. The show started at seven. We were there at seven, and we didn't see any sort of movement or action at all. So. Just seemed kind of weird. So then Quincy was like, let's look at maybe there's another Whitley. And there was an 1816 Whitley Terrace, like a half a mile away. So we drove up there into the hills, and that's just a bunch of houses. And we asked this lady walking a dog, we're just like, hey, is there a comedy show at someone's house around here? And she was like, no, no, it doesn't sound too familiar to me. And we didn't see any <laughs> sort of like foot traffic or anything. So I texted Jeff and I was just like, hey, dude, where is the entrance to this place? And he was just like, ha, just go in the back parking lot and find Mark and tell Mark that you're you're with me. And we were just like, we were basically giving up because we we're just like, we're just going to have to cut our losses. And we didn't, you know, we didn't pay for anything. So whatever. But it would have been nice to go. But then Quincy so I didn't, we'd have never made it if, had Quincy not been there because Quincy was just like, maybe he typed the wrong address in. And so mm. Quincy just Googled 816 Whitley and sure enough, that's where we needed to be. So we nice. went in there. We had a booth reserved for us. For us and, nice. you know, there was, there's beer and there was a food truck inside and the comedian lineup was some fucking heavy hitters. It was it was great. Like Jeff Ross, obviously, he was the headliner. Um, Steve O was there, who's not like a great comedian, <laughs> but he's an entertainer, and he gave it a shot. Yeah. So he was there. Jeremy Piven was there, and he, everyone in Hollywood knows that he's making a run at that because his acting career has really kind of slowed down. I think he got me too. <laughs> um, Liza Schlesinger was there, and she was amazing. She's great. There was the the white dude from Half Baked that I can never remember the name of. He was there. God, it was so funny. Man. He was he was so funny. There was a there was another comedian named Shang, S H A A N G, who was I thought the best of them all. I'd never heard of him. He looked like a fat version of The Rock. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> um, but it was a really good show, and we got to hang out afterwards. It was it was really fun. 
It was a a really cool part of the week. And then speaking of Quincy, he and I yesterday just went golfing over at the Los Feliz Par 3 public course. Nice. Because he and I are men of a certain age at this point. We're 31. (laughs) You know, this is what people do, I guess. So we're kind of like trying to figure it out. I don't know. I've never had a good relationship with golf. Both my grandparents have tried to get all of the grandkids into it. Uh, I remember taking golf like classes in the summer sometimes when you're a little yeah. child and it's like you know you need activities to do. So like I knew the basics, but I always hated golf so much because similar to tennis, which like tennis was something I was really good at, but I just couldn't get over the lack of complete control over the over the ball mm. which is why i liked basketball so much is because you controlled it. it it did what you wanted it to do but in sure. golf that fucking thing does not it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> do what you want it to do so i it's just such a frustrating sport and you know that i'm a very competitive person like a like an overly competitive person so, but, but, you know, a lot of business meetings are happening on the golf course and people our age or even younger than us. And, and, you know, that's just what they do. So I don't know. I'm giving it a try and I don't, I know I'm going to be all right at it. <laughs> I, I know, I know I'm going to be all right at it because I'm an athletic dude, but I'm worried that I might not love it. I would argue that you don't need to be athletic at all to be able to play the game of golf. I would say yes, because golf is not a sport, and I would agree. But I think that being an athletic person helps. It's a leisure activity. Activities. It aids in it. Sure, your posture, yes, your swing, etc. If an 80-year-old man can be better at a sport than a 20-year-old man, it's not a sport. <laughs> that is... Yeah, it's a that's game. That's Dr. Baseball. That's Dr. Baseball like saying chess is a sport it's not a sport chess boxing is a sport but chess is not a sport nascar not a sport a very fun activity but not a sport (laughs) your mom's talking you up here that's my mom (laughs) got great hand-eye coordination thank you mom so we went golfing are you dr golf dr golf dr golf i know I, I know nobody's really keeping score except for myself, but I won, and that is important to me. And Quincy and I are planning on doing it pretty regularly over there at the Los Feliz Par 3 because it's super inexpensive. And it's it's, fun, it's a, it's a dangerous chill. course, though, because there is, and ourselves included, some bad golfers out there. And <laughs> all of those all of the the it's a part what is it a it's a nine hole course and all part of three, the holes yeah. are or is this golf lingo all of the links hitting the links each link is right on top of the other one it's in a very mm. small space so there's yeah. just golf balls flying by people constantly not can't be the safest place in the world and there's trees that everywhere so the balls just flying off trees but it was fun yeah. Also, in my week, I just wanted to shout out my friend Jeff Hamilton because he gave me a really cool sweatshirt 
the other day and it's really comfortable and really soft. And if anybody else wants to just give me free clothes and especially sweatshirts, you're more than welcome to. We did have cigars yesterday, you and I. It was good. We talked about a lot of shit. Can't really remember what we talked about, but it was great to see you in person because <laughs> that yes. doesn't happen very often anymore. I smoked yes. two of them. I've got some sort of cigar chain smoking thing I need to figure out. Um, what did my mom just say? Your brother was <laughs> your, what did it say? That you're playing. <laughs> Make a formidable opponent. Tennis is where I excel. Mom just What's up, Mark? I was I was really good at tennis. I just hated oh, it. Um, yeah. Anyway. Sorry, my brother. My brother in the business world is playing golf now too. So uh, I can't wait to play against him and kick his ass because that's what I do. I beat people in games. That's what I do. <laughs> Especially my older brother. There's no chip on my shoulder. It is satisfying, uh, man. It is satisfying when you uh, you finally put one over on, you know, an old older sibling or relative, mm -hmm. or especially like your dad. Like I remember when I was a kid, and Al would never go easy on me like, playing one on one in basketball. And there's only a handful of times where, you know, I, I made it out on, ahead. Uh, but it feels good, especially yep. when you're like. A competitive household, like anything's competitive, like Uno's competitive, like the simplest shit's competitive. Um, yeah, I very distinctly remember the day I beat my brother in basketball and the day I beat my brother in a wrestling match. And they will, those nice. days will stick with me forever because <laughs> those are the last times that we played basketball against each other and wrestled each other. Yeah. My brother's pretty competitive, too. Um, yeah, my dad hates golf, and I think that's where I get my loathing for it. I just don't like golf culture. I'll be honest with you. I don't like the country club vibe. I don't like the... But you don't have to have that, as you can see at the Los Feliz Par 3. You don't. Like, we, I played in basketball into shorts. It. Stu's into it. Mark's into it. Um, you know have have a beer or two and just like have fun yeah you know but I, i'm just it's not a, a fan of like gambling gambling culture is kind of not my thing either and it's it, i just i just feel like any of that i know but there's something about golf that just so feels so frat to me oh i agree i used to like and, i used i think that was I a just, big reason I why i hate that i think it was a big reason why i didn't do it for the longest time i did it as child, my grandpa really wanted me to, to get into, into it and be, like, serious about it, like, competitive. And then, like, all throughout um, high school, I was just, like, couldn't stand it. And then college, I'm like, this is, it is. It's got kind of like a douchey thing. Um, you know, why would I play golf when I could be on the motorcycle? <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's a leisure activity. It gets you outside, um, you know. Usually have good chats with a buddy or colleague, and uh, you know, it, 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 I think it's fun, man. I think it's uh, it can be a very expensive hobby, though. We were talking about that. Yeah. Clubs can yeah. add up. I've already snowboarding's already my expensive hobby, so I don't know that I need another one. But at least for now, I'm yeah. bo borrowing clubs. Lastly, what's up with my week is 
pro tip to anybody who lives in Los Angeles, if you get a Los Angeles library card, which is free and you can do it online, you then can sign up for something called Canopy, which starts with a K, K-A-N-O-P-Y. And that is this massive collection of movies and documentaries and I think TV shows that are critically acclaimed. The Criterion Collection is in there. There's shows that are on Netflix. There's shows that are on Hulu. It's just like anything that's artistically, that's that's known within kind of like the film community to be something that's important to film mm. is kind of on there and it's free for you to watch. It's it's a great resource. I think if I remember right, no, I think I for sure Quincy is the one who showed me that. And it's it's very cool. It's free. It's worth it. There's a bunch of stuff on there that I'd never heard of that I really want to do I really do want to watch now. Get better. Nice. Especially if you're living in LA, most of us have have aspirations to be in that industry. So those are the fucking things you should be watching if you want to be a better actor, a better director, better fucking uh editor cinematographer all that stuff so those are the ones question do you have to go into the library and sign up for a card or can you just sign up online it is all online as i said two minutes ago oh i didn't know if you had to get like an you're actual just, you're just I haven't not been paying to a attention you just ain't paying no, attention Nicholas, when i'm talking gosh to get access to the website i didn't know if you had to have like a tangible card i haven't been to a no. library in 15 all... years all you need to do is just put down a Los Angeles address and there's no verification on that. So you could lie. Use mine. I don't know. Fucking cool. Yeah. Actually, I think I Definitely. did. I think I used my old address. So because I'm in Lake Balboa now. Big boy. Cool. That is what's up with my week. And now it is time for the weather report with Trent Bruce. Shoot. Oh, hey, Nick. Uh, doing the weather report today. Got a little delay. Sorry. Uh, I know you're pretty far away in the studio. I'm out here, you know, with the people out here in the elements. Um, it's a little cloudy today. The sun's peeking out, but it's a little chilly. Um, at night, it's been chilly. You probably need to wear a thick jacket. You know, during the day, it's cloudy. And I don't mind that. You know, I don't like the little mix up here and there. But still, again, it's Southern California, so it's pretty much, pretty much nice, comfortable. Um, this is kind of weather-related, but um, the apartment unit next to me is getting pretty much demolished, so there's a lot of like jackhammering. That's fun. Glad we're not hearing any of that. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know how that coordinates into the weather, but just the fact that I'm at home way too often now because I work from home and, uh, you know, <laughs> stare out the window a lot. <laughs> walk around the block a lot uh, yeah man that's the weather back back to you in the studio i'm losing it nick someone's got to save you <laughs> oh man just a whole lot of sarah Bareilles playing while trent looks out a window that's the weather yeah. report nobody does yeah. the weather quite like trent bruce and we do love him for it hey. and now it is time for viewer and listener questions which are mostly from you and me this week. Yep. Didn't get didn't get too many of them. So we're going to start out with this one, not from you or me. This is from Zenobi Duncan. She says, what's your favorite memory of your mom or mom moment? Because it is Mother's Day weekend. Oh, man. 
That's a tough one. I mean, there's definitely not a single moment. I mean, there's so many. Tough. Um, well, my, my mom has always been my, my biggest like cheerleader, my biggest support my whole life. Um, you know, there for a while until she got remarried. She was a single parent for a while. And uh, that's tough. And, uh, you know, she's, you know, also a, a mom type figure or, or, you know, almost like an aunt type figure to a lot of my friends too. Um, she's just so giving, so loving. I don't know, man. One particular moment. Hmm. I think I mentioned this when I, when I got this new job, she sent me a, <laughs> sent me a cookie cake and said, congrats. So that was like a cute thing. Every first day growing up, every first day of school and every mm-hmm. birthday, I would get a cookie cake, like just from like that spot in the mall or whatever, you know? Um, so that was cute. Um, but man, I mean, everything, you know, um, in college, driving up to Indiana to come see our comedy nights with business casual. That was great. Um, you know, oh man, there's just so many. That's hard. Um, Christmas is big in our, our family. So I, I, I really appreciate those times together. Um, but in general, uh, yeah, she's she's the top dog, uh, from where I come from. So, if I keep going, I'm gonna ramble, and then I'll get emotional. We'll leave it at that. But there's not one particular moment. She's uh, she's it, man. She's great. For myself, I was thinking of, of, of a favorite memory of my mom. I, for whatever reason, it really pops into my head that I I remember being really young. And going to Central Michigan to watch my mom play club soccer. She was, I think she was on Central Michigan. She went to Michigan State and she had they had a club team at Central Michigan or something. And I just remember being really young and we would just go watch mom play soccer. Mom was so fucking good at soccer. And Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was it was something she she loved it. And that was that was really interesting because she would just like go and play against college kids and do a really good job against them. And now I'm looking at it and I'm looking back at it. And I'm like, yeah, she was like, she was like my age, doing that. Mm. And yeah, she's a badass. I also remember we would go to the rodeo a lot or the fair, and we would always oh, nice. like we would look for. Mom was like a, I don't know if she was a national champ. Or if her horse was after she sold him. But she had a horse named Defender who was, he was a national champ. There we go. Um, yep, so my mom played club soccer for Central Michigan. Center halfback. Um, my mom was a was a insanely good show horse person. I don't know what that's called. But she was really good at it. And we would go to the fair to find Defender and whoever owned him at the time just to basically i think just say hi because she had sold she had sold him before we were born and that was really cool that was just that was really neat and i don't know why Aww. those pop into my head but those are those are really neat moments but <laughs> a lot of so my many. yeah and a lot of my most nostalgic moments with both my parents they always go back to when i was really young and i don't know why i'm wired that way but i just really i, I don't know yeah. i just really miss that part of my life and yeah so 
There we go. Horse national champ at two years old. I sold him at 16. There we go. Yeah, my mom was a badass. Is a badass. My mom is a badass. <laughs> um, also from Zenobia, how much are you going to miss Trent Bruce when he goes to Missouri? <laughs> it's only a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah. You'll oh. be fine. I'll, I'll miss you, buddy, uh, especially now that things are opening up a little bit and we'll be able to see each other in real life more often. I will. I know. I will miss you. Trent Bruce, this is one that you can actually answer. If you can't have Cholula, what is the next best hot sauce option? I'm a Frank's guy. Frank's Red Hot. That's my favorite. Okay. No. You? Okay. If I can't, I would go with Sriracha, I suppose. Ooh, that's a good one. Sriracha or, well, what's it called? Texas Pete's. I like Texas Pete's. Oh, oh I haven't had that in a while, so I don't really remember. You don't see it at many places. There we go. Texas yeah. Pete's number one. Texas Pete's, uh, <laughs> it's it's good, but you don't see it very many places. And here's a question from me. Topo Chico, is it the greatest water of all time, or is it just a part of the hype machine? What's up, Brandon? I think it's fine. I think it's a it's a sparkling water. It's a mineral water. It's fine. But, man, people are losing their fucking minds over it right now. And it's like, what is it? It's a LaCroix in a bottle. And it's like a little saltier. Like, cool. Yeah, it's like, also it's from good. Mexico. I like it's the ones Montreal. that has like a hint hint of lime or hint of grapefruit that's nice um but yeah people are people are losing their minds over topo chico i think i think it's a lot of hype i think it's it's fine but it's also like it's bubbly water cool yeah i agree i mean topo chico's been around for a long fucking time and it's weird that now all of a sudden everyone's about it there must be some marketing deal maybe they got bought out by somebody but Anytime I go into Ralph's or any grocery store, there's a huge end cap, like prominently in the store, that's just Topo Chico. Yeah. Well, we know Brandon's, Probably, Brandon's a fancy boy. He likes that Pellegrino. If it's something that's popular and you and I don't understand it, I'm sure it has something to do with TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, this is my question for the both of us. What is the best Sylvester Stallone movie? I've not seen very many. <gasps> I've not seen Damn. very many. I've seen the Rockies and I've seen Over the Top, but I never saw the Rambos. What? I am gonna go with Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Best Stallone movie. He's in that. Yeah, he's in it very, very briefly, but he's in it. You're hilarious. I think we all agree Rocky's got to be the best, but let's say excluding that, I mean, I really like First Blood, Rambo. I really like Cliffhanger as well. John Lithgow is the bad guy, and he's a rock climber. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's a rock climber. Um, over the Top is hilarious with arm wrestling. Um, and the yeah, truck driving and the little kid. Yeah. Um, okay, Nick, uh, I'll let you ask this question. Okay. What are your, oh no, wait, when was SNL actually good? Like, no, 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 you had another one. 
There's another one there that you wrote. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'll take that back. When will you sack up and start snowboarding? Maybe this next season. We'll see. My girlfriend's getting on me. Steph's getting on me, too, about it. So we'll nice. see. Maybe I'll try skiing first. It's easier. It's a good. That's a good way in. It's a good yeah. foot in the door. Get used to sliding uh, down the mountain. My question was, when was uh, Saturday Night Live, SNL, when was SNL actually good, legitimately good, like you wanted to tune in live or you were going to watch like very soon after? There was ago? 15 years ago? It was the, in my opinion, the last time SNL was really good was the, um, what's her name, when, when Kristen Wiig left. That was... Mm. When she left, the show wasn't the same. There was like that I mean, period talk- where it was SNL was really dead after Will Ferrell left that that crew, mm-hmm. like Will Ferrell and Tracy Morgan. Who else was in that group? Uh, like Tim Meadows, I, mean, I think, was part of that group. Was, yeah, yeah, Terry, Terry. He's he's yep. terrible. Yeah, but uh, he was still Terry's great major part of that. Yeah, Rachel Chris Dratch. Katan, Rachel Dratch. Like that was that was probably the best Saturday Night Live oh, ever I had love been. That era. Oh, and then yeah. it just really died. And for and and then it was like nothing until Andy Samberg kind of got on, and they started doing their Lonely Island shit. The di- digital shorts. Yep. Right, and it and it started getting good again, and then and then. Um, Phil Armisen, or not Phil Armisen, Fred Armisen started doing really, started started catching, and Kristen Wiig just blew up. Jason Sudeikis was good. Jason, Jason Sudeikis Will Forte was, is good. Jason Sudeikis was like, all right. He was like the straight man in everything. I'll say this. I, I like him now more, and then watching some of his clips. Um, Bill Hader, though. Bill Hader is phenomenal. Yes. Bill Hader was Big fucking Bill Hader great. Fan. But he got out but, when when Kirsten did, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then so, the the one through line, like, I feel I have like immense respect for nobody talks about how great of a career Keenan Thompson has had. Oh, so he's gonna go off. Because <laughs> Keenan Thompson's been around, he's probably like 40. He's probably not much yeah. older than we are. And he's yeah. he's he's he, he segued from all that to like he's the longest tenured person on SNL, and there's been years where he's the only person worth watching on there. Yeah, and he's kind of like there's. I remember watching skits or like getting a sense of watching skits where he recognizes that the show is trash and he knows it while you're watching him be in the be in something. Like he's yeah. carried it. He's never been the guy, but he's carried it and made it something that like at least. It should be on TV. He's like that grizzled, like veteran, like almost like a Cal Ripken. Like he's consistent. He's always been around. He'll yeah. come up. He'll get on first. He'll get on second. He's not going to yeah. be like blasting home runs every time, but he's like consistently like right. on base. Never bad. He's never bad. Never a bad performance but, out of that dude. But uh, dude, I also bring this up because they're having. Uh, I, I wanted to save it for this, but they're having Elon Musk on there hosting uh tomorrow which is just 
so fucking garbage. Like the fact that they don't even have funny people host. You don't, in my opinion, like cool. Like they should have comedic actors, comedians host, or at the very bare minimum, have a funny person host. Like Miley Cyrus would be way more entertaining because she's a musical guest. If she hosted too, she'd be way more entertaining than Elon Musk. And it's just all about clicks, trying to go viral, headlines, all that shit. And yeah. it's like, there. I read an article saying that they SNL put out a thing saying if some cast members, because of his like political views or like his labor views, if you don't want to be in a sketch with him this weekend, you don't have to. It's like, if it's at that point that your host is like controversial or like, He's just a he's a billionaire. Like, why even have this guy? It's so frustrating, man. It's not. It's not even. Um, what did what did Sipka say? Been on the show for twenty years. Can't name one sketch that would be on. Dude, uh, what's, what's up, up with, with that? that? Would definitely come be on, on dude. Sipka's a hater of Keenan. I actually think Keenan's he's done a good job, man. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, but I'll give, you know, the thing that Sipka does bring up is, like, he never really, like, had a big branch out um, from it. You know, he's got his own sitcom right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, okay, that's one. <laughs> I, I literally just watch that sketch anytime, all the time. I've seen so many, like, replays. It's hilarious. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's just... It used to be a vehicle to catapult people. Um, that era where, like, there were so many good sketches and characters and then, like, the movies. And not every movie was great, but um, you have so many people that catapulted their career and it was, like, a it was a good jumping off point. Um, but now it's just, like, man. And there's a lot of talented people on the show. Um, writers and actors. I mean, Melissa's great. They don't give her enough time. Melissa yeah. Villasenor, she's so funny, so talented. I'm sure um, it's just like any other job where there, there's got to be something political. Spe- speaking on Melissa specifically, there has to be a political aspect to it because she is so talented and just doesn't get sketches. Yeah, it's frustrating. And, I agree with Mark. And, he, there should be a time limit. You should you should go there for X amount of years and you have to hang it up. Yeah. But... Anywho, I just, that bump, that Elon Musk thing, I'm like, this guy's not funny. The funny part's going to be when he gets on there and he can't read the teleprompter and he's awful and nothing lands and it bombs and it's a train wreck and we're all like, whoo. Would you be it's, devastated it's if it ended up being hilarious? I'm going to be, I don't, I'm going to give a shit either way. It's just like, I was equating to Lorne Michaels to like Vince McMahon. For the wrestling industry like they need to move on like I, they probably you can still have a role in it but like you're the guy deciding everything you don't dude how can yeah. you possibly know what's relevant or funny or meaningful yeah. for what 40 50 years yeah let the next big guy take over the show or just retire the show and another sketch comedy show will come around but like that's the thing is um, like there's been other sketch comedy shows and other than mad tv's for that one period, every sketch comedy show I've ever seen has been trash. It's like Saturday Night Live, and then there was five years of Mad TV, and everything else is garbage. 
Well, we had that short stint for Chappelle. Then we had Key and Peele. Yeah, but um, those were those weren't like the live sketch shows. Those were all filmed, and it is it was. Those are, I get what you're saying. I guess they're a sketch show, but oh, in Living Color the, was was amazing. Oh yeah, as well. yes. in Living Color was was amazing. And but, I think we have a lot to thank to social media, TikTok, Instagram, Vine, all that shit to. You know, people's attention spans like oh i just yeah. want a 30 second clip or a, a fucking dance or whatever or someone pranking someone at the park like throwing a cone at someone and it's like anyway mm-hmm. i can go on and on and on but the fact that it's like <clears throat> it's not a vehicle for relevant comedy it's not a vehicle for people jumping off and starting their career it's it's just like it's sad, man. Um, but I think for some reason, the longest time we've given SNL a, a pass because it's been around the longest or what have you. It's just now I'll tune in and I'll, I'm always going to keep in the loop with it, like what's going on. But it's just like, it's it's just not good, man. Yeah. It's not good. No, it's not right now, at least. Um, what are your thoughts on the military jetpack video? Um, incredible. Um, I knew you would get a kick out of that. Um, it was some Iron Man shit. Um, yeah, dude, I, we're going to see a lot more of that. We're going to see a lot more of that. I'm sure like overseas they're patrolling areas like that or searching out areas like that. You know? Well, you got to imagine if they put it on the internet, they've been doing it for a while and that they must have something that can't be the furthest extent of where we are right now. They've exactly. got to be further than that. The thing, so, though, about the jetpack, like, soldier or what have you, or, like, patrolling via jetpack, like, you're a sitting duck, man. You can get shot down like that. Well, maybe they've advanced past that part. There's a there's a force field? Yeah. That Now they've got fucking, yeah, force fields and, 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 and shit, you know? All right, um, you want to? Th- these last two are, are statements of yours. They're not really questions. I'll, I'll let you say them. I'll, okay, so <clears throat> we got a new mini segment this week of another shitty podcast called "The Ultimate Shitheads," and I'm gonna get something off my chest here. I just made this up. Nicholas is giving me a look. Nick's Nick's not Chet, Nick's not fully down with this being something we continue to do. By the way, that's fine. This is my segment of the show. <laughs> Chet Hanks is garbage. He's awful. Uh, he's annoying. We need a DNA test. There's no way that he's the son of Tom Hanks, America's sweetheart, Tom Hanks. Uh, in fact, Tom and Colin Hanks used to come into Vinny's to get their hair cut, Vinny's Barbershop. I've chatted football with Colin Hanks. He's a nice guy. They're all sweethearts. Chet Hanks, we need to get him on Maury. We need a DNA test. Tom Hanks is not the father. That's all I got to say. Second of all, I'm not going to get too much time on these pieces of shit. Uh, but the whole uh, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, Floyd Mayweather thing, all those guys, if they just vanished like it was like uh, Avengers Endgame and they turned into dust, I would be a very happy person. They are all garbage trash. They all suck. They're terrible. Um, fuck them all. And that's it. <laughs> Nick, Fuck Nick, him. your face. Fuck him. 
That's all I got. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm glad. I hope that was cathartic for not only you, but for everybody. I don't disagree yes. with anything you said. I do not. And now it is time for the news segment, and we can get the fuck out of here, and you guys can get on with the rest of your day. I am going to send it to myself for this week in basketball. Hell yeah. This week in basketball, I'm not going to do really any news pertaining to players. I'm just going to talk about the NBA's play-in tournament which is sort of like a new kind of thing that they're doing this year for the playoffs. Sorry, it's so bright in here for anybody watching. Um, but <laughs> the, the NBA play-in tournament, it's a new concept they started this year. They're not tied to it. They're going to try it out for my personal own, my own personal opinion. I will say it's fucking stupid because, and I'll get into it, the structure of it all, but it eliminates the reason for a team to be good because suddenly it's not as important that you're good you just have to be like pretty good and then you can get a chance to be in the playoffs i don't i don't like it you're it's potentially rewarding worse teams but here is what the nba play-in tournament is last year they did this a little bit because covid ravaged the season it it fucked everything up and there were some teams that played way less games than others and yada, 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 yada. So they were like, what if we just gave the, the ninth seed an opportunity to play against the eighth seed to see if they can make the playoffs? And then they, they, they did that. And it was justified because last year was just a weird year. Let's all pretend it didn't happen. The Lakers didn't really win the, net, the, the championship because, like, it's a weird year. LOL. The, the best players weren't playing and, you know, fuck the Lakers. But this year... <laughs> The, East Co- the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference are both going to do a four-team play-in game or play-in kind of tournament. And basically, it comes down to this. The seventh seed and the eighth seed, which will be determined by percentage of wins like it always has been, the seventh seed and the eighth seed will play a game straight up to see who gets which seed. And then what would be the ninth and the tenth seed, they will also play a game to see who would finish ninth or 10th. But from there, they take the winner of that 9-10 game and they play the loser of the 7-8 game. So basically, whoever this new 8 seed is and whoever this new 9 seed is, they play head-to-head to to see who gets to be the last team in the playoffs. So you could potentially have a team that was the 7th seed in the the playoffs— percentage-wise, could lose a game to the eighth seed and then have to play potentially the tenth seed, who maybe the tenth team beats the nine, and then they play the seventh. If they win two games in a row, beat the seventh, seventh's out, ten is now in. It's Why? I don't understand. What is the benefit? What is... I don't like, understand. Oh, this, this why, did they decide, why did they decide to do it this way? Yeah. I, th- I think that there's this kind of, well, there's always a push to, what is it called, to innovate everything. I mean, the, the game of basketball isn't what it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, you know, yada, yada, yada. I mean, the shot clock's different. Everything's, everything changes. But why it changes, I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. 
I don't think anyone really benefits from it. Possibly it's to get a little bit more excitement, kind of like an NCAA tournament vibe where it's an elimination thing and just whatever, but it's stupid. They've also discussed changing the playoff structure to not be an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference thing and just have it be any of the top 16 teams percentage of wins-wise, which I also don't agree with. Just what do your the? one side against the other side. That's how sports is. is you don't need to <laughs> change it. You don't need to change it. Keep the rules. I, I'm, like, I'm like of the opinion of like, keep the rules the fucking same and then watch the game change on its own as people just get better around those rules. Not just changing the fucking rules for fun or whatever. I don't know. But... I hope that was a good explanation of what the NBA playoffs will look like. After that, after the 7-8 game, 9-10 game, whatever, it continues on as regular. But that is what we're okay. in for this year. And that's this I have week. a question, Nicholas. Okay, go ahead. So I think that's different than moving the three-point line. I think that's different than uh, time allowed in the paint. I think that's different than... Um, those type of rules, I think the playoff thing has to be a marketing thing. Get more games in there. Like you said, try to make it interesting. But I think rewarding someone who's a 10 seed with potentially being able to bump up to a 7 seed. Yeah. Because um, then there's going to be load more load management possibly. Let me just shit the bed for a little bit and then wait and ink, you know, sneak in as a 10 seed and then just crush it for two games. Like I think there's more problems and more negative. Um, yeah. than that, um, it's, uh, it should be the best teams in the season get a playoff spot. And that's just, that's just Dr. Baseball, Dr. Basketball, Dr. Football. That's everyone talking, you know, I agree. That's weird, man. Those those um, other changes that they make are changes to the game, and this one is a change to the structure of it, and it can potentially reward mediocrity. Yeah, just winning at the right time. And I'm I, I I'm not I'm not here for it. And that's this week in basketball. I'm going to send it over to Trent for this week in wrestling. Was that the Macho Man rapping? <laughs> oh my god, dude. Um, <laughs> this week in wrestling, uh, that was indeed Macho Man Randy Savage. God rest his soul. That was Macho Man Randy Savage's rap album that is on streaming platforms. That song is called Be a Man. Um, at the beginning, I don't know if you heard this part, but he said, he goes, Hulkster, Hollywood, Hulk Hogan, whatever the hell you call yourself. And then he's just talking shit. Um, that was incredible. Um, the reason I play Macho Man's, you know, musical career, uh, he's, he was featured in this last week's A&E, uh, biography series, uh, WWE Legends. Uh, the week before was Rowdy Rowdy Piper. That was phenomenal. All these are really intense, kind of tear-jerking 
shows because a lot of these guys had crazy interesting lives or very difficult like upbringings. Um, I haven't watched the Macho Man episode yet. I'm excited to watch that. Um, yeah, man, he he <laughs> he put out a, a rap album, so um, you guys can find that on all streaming platforms. Uh, we got Nicholas. Let's see if he's he's coming back. He's got the little spinny circle. I don't know if he's frozen for you guys. Nick, come back to us. Oh shoot. Well, I'm gonna keep going. Hopefully, Nick can come back. He's frozen. Um, in addition to Macho Man being on that episode of Amy, um, Dark Side of the Ring is back on Vice. Oh, there he is. What in the hell? And he's frozen. What? He's back. Can you hear me, Nick? Oh, you can't hear me. Just finish up. Yep, I can do that too. Sounds good. Sorry, guys. We're having some technical difficulties. Um, I'll finish up my part and we'll send it home. Uh, but check out the Brian Pillman if, if you're um, a big wrestling fan or a wrestling historian. Dark Side of the Ring, I think, is the best series out there for that. I stayed up late watching episode two last night. Uh, need to catch up on A and uh, A and W <laughs> root beer. A E W had a special event last week called Blood and Guts. They did a, a big uh, war games type double cage match. I need to catch that. It looked awesome. Um, Nicholas finally watched the Stone Cold documentary on A and E. He said it was great. He said there should be more of it. That's what he would say right now. I think Stone Cold deserves a Last Dance kind of treatment. 10 episodes, hell, I'll take five episodes. But we need more of Stone Cold's story and career. It was too fast on that. Um, what else? Um, Music-wise, we got some hip-hop real quick. Uh, J. Cole's dropping a new album, which I'm very excited about because J. Cole is an actual rapper and sounds good, so that's exciting. And then our boy Paul Cawthon is doing a show out here in California. Nick and I might try to get tickets today. So... Um, I don't know if you can hear me at all, Nicholas. But guys, thank you so much. Um, that was our show. We're another shitty podcast. We go live every week on Instagram, sometimes Thursday, sometimes Friday. Follow us on social media. Um, we're going to call it. You guys have a great weekend. Uh, you can listen to us live, interact here, or you can listen to us where all podcasts are streaming. We love you guys. Thanks for your support. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to y'all later. Peace.